And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conway to talk all about the city of brotherly love. The city of brotherly love, the Liberty Bell. I don't know. What else do they have in Philadelphia? Cheesesteaks, the yes. Eagles, the Constitution. Okay. Isn't that where it was written? I think, I, it was. I think so, yeah. It was where the first uh, <laughs> U.S. Congress was brought together. I don't think they called it. I can't remember what they called it. But yeah, yes, yes, it was. Uh, so I just flew into Philadelphia. I had a layover there and I had a, I had a cheesesteak and it was, it was incredible. It was really it was. with American cheese or with cheese whiz? It was the, with the cheese whiz. Yeah, it was like the real deal. If you, want to, be, if you want to be legit, you go with the cheese whiz. It was the real deal. A lot and of people don't realize that. That's yeah. the real way to make a cheesesteak. So we're going to talk all about Philadelphia's top startups. And uh, we got 12 great companies today. And before we start in on who those are and what they do, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Fullscale has the people, the platform, and the process to help you get it done. Yeah, that's my company. I, you know, I knew that, Matt. You did? I was aware. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you know this, but uh, I talk up Fullscale quite, quite a bit. I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. Well, it's a good company. Well, we're going to get started. So we got we got 12 companies mm, once again. Get into it. You know, I feel like we always record these and then about eight or nine minutes in, we mentioned that because you're mentioned first does not mean you're like the top company. This is like a, a you're on the list or you're not. Yeah. So like once you make it on the list of our top startups, you're just kind of there. Everyone's equal and tied at that point. Yeah. That's that's right I up like your that. alley. It's like an it? egalitarian kind of yeah. society that yeah. we've built here, but they're all great startups. They are. Wait, and, who, and who's I, our first great startup? Well, I'll give, I'll give you that for a second, but like I said, it's like it's would be. I think it would be very difficult and unfair to try to be like, okay, you're number one out of twelve, and like. I don't even know what criteria you would use. Right. Would it be like how much venture capital have you raised? How long? Are you, yeah. I don't know. It's more effort than than yeah, our, let's than, not our do that. than our team is going to probably invest on our behalf. All right, well, let's dive right in. First on the list, we have a company named Tendo. T E N D O. It's kind of like Nintendo. Tendo. I should be able to remember that. I like right? that. Led by CEO Dan Goldsmith, CMO Jeffrey Roars. You can go to Tendo.com and learn more about what they do. They're in the software development space, and they do patient health information portals for patients and healthcare providers to securely access their data and medical records. I feel like that's a massive addressable Ooh, market there. Yeah. 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 Lots of, lots of people to, to reach $69 million in funding. So yeah, they deliver important capabilities to support a new era of consumer centric healthcare. And I mean, I, that's kind of where I feel like all healthcare is going. It shouldn't, it, Kind of should have been consumer centric already, right? Yeah. I mean, well, think about this actually really bugs me because I've had to do this multiple times. Like when you switch doctors, you have to like flag yeah. down all yeah. of these different record providers and find that. And it's like, this is my info. Like, right. why is this not more uh, accessible? Why is this not easier for me to grab? So I'm, I, I look forward to seeing Tendo take over Tendo. 
I also like saying that name. <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to, I've, I've actually talked to other, interviewed other companies in the past that have, are, are taking an approach to the client, client medical data. And the, the, everyone, they tell me the things that people complain about is why do I have to fill out the same forms? Yeah. Again. Every again. single time. My social security number, my, all of it. None of it changes. It's the same. My <laughs> name, it's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, that's pretty cool. Way to go, Tendo. Way to make the list. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have main factor. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing it. It's all one word. So I'm assuming that I'm pronouncing that right. But Main factor? Main factor. Where did yeah. you think you went wrong in that? I mean, I don't know. There could be like an umlaut or something that I'm missing. I don't know. <laughs> I never know with like how to pronounce curious. these yeah. startup names. I, I think mean, of all names that we you've had to pronounce, that might be one of the most straightforward. I mean, sure. Yeah. But I it's like Lucy with the, the football. You know, I like I'm going to say it and then somebody's going to pull it away and be like, there's a B in there and it's silent. I'm like okay i'll let you know when that time comes (laughs) so we have main factor uh president and co-founder meredith franzisi ceo and co-founder mike feibach uh and and they're they're in the retail space they are an e-commerce company that buys builds and operates direct to consumer businesses and then grows them through creative marketing and collaborations they offer simple transparent uh lucrative solutions for founders who are looking to sell their direct to consumer companies so they've got seven 72.6 72.6 million through two funding rounds with three investors. Uh, looks like, yeah, it looks like they, they've got some, some really good buzz um, eyeing the future of e-commerce after a $69 million raise. Uh, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, they'll have an upcoming episode with our expert in that space, Andrew Morgans, yeah. that isn't airing until January, but stay tuned on that. You know, I think that what's going on with, with Main Factor and I'm positive I said that correctly. Yeah. Is you? that, you know, you get a lot of the, you talk about direct to consumer there and Andrew's kind of tinkers with this too. There's all these companies that make things that right. you buy on Amazon or direct or wherever. And then what's the exit path? Yeah. So they're rolling up brands and this has been like kind of a popular thing over the last five years and they're rolling up these brands and the idea is, all right, so if you have one brand and one product and you have to have the whole infrastructure and everything to support that, right? it's remarkably more expensive than if you have 10. So it's a, it's a hub and spoke huh. model where, where and I, I love this model. I love the hub and spoke model. If that's what you're doing, main factor, keep it up. Because so the thing is, it's like the idea. So retail stores will do this as well. Like it's cheaper to have 90 locations than it is to have 40. Right. Because the things that you do for all of those are highly repetitive and you remove a lot of redundancy. And I mean, that, that's my guess. And that there's some expertise that goes along with that. Um, I, I like it too, because I think that there are, you know, as someone, you go back to like mixtape the game. Yeah. And like. Which we love. We do, but, <laughs> you know, we're not great at selling it, to be yeah. honest, because it just kind of like comes and goes. And I don't know. I mean, people gotcha. with with a direct understanding of how to do it, you know, probably do better. All right. Next on the list, Crossbeam. Positive. That's how you say that too. Bob Moore, CEO and co-founder, CTO and co-founder, Buck Ryan. Congratulations guys for making the list. Crossbeam's a collaborative data platform that helps companies build more valuable partnerships. It acts as an escrow service for data, allowing companies to find overlapping customers and prospects 
with their partners while keeping the rest of their data private and secure. I dig that. Hmm. Yeah, I dig same. that. Yeah. And, and clearly investors do too, as on record, they've raised $116 million over five rounds. That's pretty impressive too. Um, I think this is cool because you look at like, you don't want to just, if you had a, a way to find overlapping interests with customer or client data, I don't want to just give you my client and my lead list. Yeah. But this is kind of feels the same as like targeting and retargeting groups when you buy advertising, well, sure. you know, cause like, you know, you look at who you could reach and if I could find a way it's, it, it, and I use that rudimentary way. You're like saying, if you're interested in baseball and you have been buying pants, maybe I should be showing you baseball pants. Right. You can do that through social media advertising, but being able to do that with other, other buyers and channels of, you know, like, I think that's cool. Yeah. Same. Partnership. I mean, I, I, I'm honestly like some of our most profitable, lucrative relationships have been those really, really strong partnerships where we have a, a deep trust and a deep understanding and a sharing of data. But, but, but if this is making this easier, if this is making the process more transparent, yeah, bring it on. I think it does it in a trusted way. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, you just talk about like data privacy to start with. And then also it's like, I don't know. I mean, my leads are valuable. Yeah, they sure they are. are. Yeah. You're very valuable. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so so next up, and, and here's one, they, they've omitted the vowels again which is always my favorite. So I'm going to go with next move. What do you think? I next think move. I, I'm into it. Any XT MV, but we're going to say next move. Uh, next move is a developer platform for automating and optimizing vehicle routing, workforce scheduling, and more. So they're, they're providing developer friendly building blocks to optimize decision models. They're allowing, uh, you know, clients and customers to test them. They have a specific focus on the logistics operations industry, which Matt, we all know that's my favorite. Yeah. It's it's what I'm an expert in. We're joking, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Lauren gets upset when she gets supply chain <laughs> logistics companies and these. It's true. Because two years later of recording this with me. One of these days. You'll get it. I, yeah. One of You'll these days I'm going to like, I'm going to pick up like a really dense book and I'm going to figure. I, I'm going to get you the, I'll buy you the audio book so you can okay. listen to it on like three X speed and just blaze right through it. There you go. Well, play it. Yeah. Play it. While so, I'm but sleeping. it's efficiency and that's exactly what supply <laughs> chain and logistic companies are aiming efficiency. for. I get efficiency. Yes. But, and, but this is a good one. Cause look, a lot of these companies that probably need vehicle routing, workforce scheduling, and more, they run into things similar to like, I'm also the founder of Gigabook, yeah. which is really customizable, but realistically like a scheduling and, and like optimizing vehicle routing and workforce scheduling and like all of that, that's, a, there's a lot of real-time calculations that come into that, especially yeah. like if you talk about optimizing vehicle routing, okay, you can do that, but what time of the day? Right how do you avoid a wreck or, or other things that might be occurring? Like thinking you have the right route and having the right route are two different things in, in many cases. So if you look at the companies that might want to use this, having the building blocks to put something together, like, you know, you get in this buyer build mentality. And I, I feel like this is probably really appreciated because you're talking about companies that are, deliveries and right. last mile logistics and stuff like that. They're not necessarily tech companies. So being able to get the pieces that you want and complete the equation 
Right. You know, because the thing is, is everyone's buying software at their business. And I swear you talk to people and they're always like, well, it does like 85% of what we needed to do, which is a huge win. Right. That's a huge win right there. Well, and I, <laughs> I mean, I might not be super familiar with like supply chain and logistics and all of that, but I have worked in industries that are, are a little bit behind the times as far as technology. And I know that there are probably a lot of uh, individuals in this space and companies in this space that are still operating like off of paper. And it's like, if we could get you data insights and if we could provide you with, you know, or the technology. Or even just the Legos to snap together. That's right. you talked to me about like, about innovate her and having your own platform and everything. Yeah. And I've cautioned you away from it because building all the stuff from scratch and, and figuring that out, it's a lot more than like, and I'm doing that for the sake of your bottom line. Yeah. Cause these things pile up and get expensive and it's easy to be like a year down the road and you're like, what the fuck just happened and where did my money go? Right. But being able to ha have pre-built blocks and that's the future of a lot of web development. Like yeah. writing code is for many organizations and having programmers is more about like this kind of stuff. It's more like uh, Matt Watson, my partner at Full Scale, will tell you the same thing. It's often in the in this day and age about software assembly. Right. But you got to have the parts. To assemble. Yeah, and, and figuring yeah. out how to put those those constituent parts together. Now that's often on the that's the burden of the end user or the person that's putting the parts together in some cases, but having to figure out a machine learning model that does vehicle routing, come on. Yeah. It's like what Uber does. Yeah. They only have like billions of dollars of capital. How are we <laughs> gonna keep up with that? Okay, next on the list, written, and that's R I T T E N. You got it. <laughs> CEO, Noah Whitehead and CTO and co-founder, Gabriel, man, I'm going to have a tough time saying your name, Gabriel. I'm going to say Czechponic. Please message me if I, I got like, that right. I feel right. like that's a pretty, that, I think you I took a good it. stab at it. Czechponic? Well done. I'm sure. probably close. All right. <laughs> so written, that's R-I-T-T-E-N. And they deliver cutting, a cutting edge platform that helps clinicians and administrators provide personalized data informed care. So they're looking for behavioral health facilities across, you know, to, it's about referrals, streamlining billing, measuring outcomes. Have you noticed that so much of the stuff we talk about in every city we go to is just providing infrastructure efficiency? Yep. Because I mean, I that's have noticed that. <laughs> in, a tight, in a tight job and labor market, these are the jobs that, that people like really aren't good at anyway. Yeah. Machine and do that stuff better than a person, then it'll do it every day and keep up with it. Well, and when you're talking about patient care, I mean, bring it on, honestly. Yeah. Anything that can offer a streamlined experience and help individuals receive better, more personalized care, uh, I'm all about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging what written has to offer. I love it. Very cool. Well, so next up, we have Lula. Look, I did it all by myself. That was an easy uh, one. CEO and co-founder Adit Gupta and CPO and co-founder Tom Falzani. Looks like we are going to have an episode with those found uh, with one of those founders, uh, Andrew. Again, our kind of e-commerce resident uh, expert guy is going to be airing that episode in January. So keep an ear out for it. But yeah, Andrew's Lula, getting all the guests on this I know, one. he really that? is. Yeah. I'm Philly. I, I'm saying they love Andrew Morgans. We love Andrew Morgans too. Yes. Uh, so We Lula, love you, Andrew. We love you, Andrew. Uh, Lula is the first all-in-one delivery platform for convenience stores. Oh, this is interesting. 
So hundreds of companies are already using the proprietary platform and they are using it to deliver your store's items on Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates, and other marketplaces directly to customers' doorsteps. That's really exciting. Well, Uh, well, think about it from the store level. All right. So I'm going to admit it. The DoorDash app is what keeps me and my family alive. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a whale of a Uber, customer. Uber Eats. I'm a, yeah. you're saying thing. I'm a whale. <laughs> I'm a DoorDash whale at this point and maybe size like one because of it. But, yeah. But think about it. So you're at wherever, just say McDonald's. And now you've got eight different things that you could get an order from right. simultaneously. It's a lot. There's so many choices. Like we're, we've Uber created eats, a world. DoorDash, yeah. Postmates, Manufire, like crazy. it goes on and on and on. And there's a whole lot of them. So th- th- if you think about it, that's eight different things that individually need to run an aggregator that helps you put those together yeah. into like one thing and understand one thing. And, and you know, well, it helps you deliver a better customer experience. It yeah. helps you track, you know, also things like inventory. And in so many yeah. of these stores, you know, I mean, they, a lot of these are like mom and pop places. Yeah. They're not like conglomerates that have all Correct. of the team and all of the money. It's back to the building blocks thing. Though. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know what? It is a recurring theme that we, that we seem to keep seeing. And I, I kind of love it. Definitely seen it in Philly. <laughs> you know who I'm seeing in Philly? The next company on our list, Fort Robotics. You got one that has robotics in the title, and that bums me out. Are you jealous? You want, I then am. you read it. No, you go. No, I'm giving no. it to Take you. It. It's yours. I don't Take want it. Yeah, I, but now I feel bad <laughs> that you're jealous about it. And also, I, like, I, I have a weird thing about robots. All right, well, I'm going That's forward with it. Get anyway, it. Then. Get it. Bring Fort it. Robotics <laughs> is the first pure play. I'm doing that just because you want to read it. Yeah. I'm no longer willing to share. Yeah. Fort Robotics is the first pure play technology company creating safety and security solutions for autonomous machines, securing autonomous machines from cybersecurity attacks and making wireless safety systems for dangerous machines. You know, this, this kind of stuff is the automated, all of it yeah. is a good thing because we get back to the jobs that people don't want to do. And people look at automation and robots and like all this and they're, they're taking jobs. No, they're not. They do the shit that people don't want to do and oftentimes get injured right? or struggle or it's just like terrible. Like you don't need a person to pick something up from the left and move it over and put it in a box on the right. That's not the job that people are wanting. Right. And people complain about inflation and a whole lot of other shit. Well, this is a way to help control that. And supply chain problems, all of it. Like automate more of it. Very, very cool. Yeah. I dig it. Fort Robotics. Fort Robotics. Well Congratulations. done. Congratulations. <laughs> so next up on the list, list we have. Now this one was really interesting to me. It's a it's a startup called Quota Path. Uh, CEO and co-founder is AJ Bruno, and CTO and co-founder is Eric Heidenberg. Uh, looks like. They were founded in 2018, and I, I, so I find this fascinating. They, they have developed, it's a sales commission tracking platform, and so they are trying to simplify the process of maximizing quota attainment. So the platform provides compensation calculation and tracking. They forecast attainments and earnings. They offer digital quota board to align quotas, and they facilitate a digital organizational chart to track role and team changes over time. Measure KPIs, benchmark oneself against teammates. Now, I have been in a pretty uh, traditional sales environment. I was a sales manager for a long time in the automotive space. And I got to tell you, like tracking and managing your your people, their, their, uh, commissions their spiffs a pain and their commissions in the yeah, and their, yeah. 
all of that stuff, like it, it's really yep. time consuming and yep. it's really, really easy to get wrong. And so I, I can't, e I can't even imagine what a game changer, something like quota path would have been just for me. Cause you know what I really want to be focused on. I really want to be focused on sales strategy and like talking to the team about ways that we can increase our bottom line. What I don't want to be sitting there doing is looking at spreadsheets and make, chasing down sales and commissions and trying to figure that stuff out. And so I feel like quota path, QuotaPath is offering a really, really great opportunity for sales teams to focus on the things that really matter. And then, you know, the rest of it, which commissions matter. Don't get me wrong. I've never met a salesperson who didn't like to get paid. But if we can make that process easier, then let's put the attention where it really needs to be, which is on increasing those sales and increasing those commissions for our sales team. Right? Yeah, I agree. And I think that the visualization of goals and yeah. the path of getting there is really key ingredient. You know, I, I many, many moons ago, when I was an employee and not a business owner, I doubled a whole territory sales year over year. Yeah. And I did, but I did that by, it was really simple. It was like publish goals and publish results. Yeah. And I didn't have something, I didn't have something like quota path. But think about how much easier but, but your I'm job saying would when have you been. Visualize that. Cause here's the thing is, is by no one wants to be last on the list and anybody that's okay being last on the list, quite honestly, you don't want, probably your, shouldn't be on your sales you don't team. want on your sales team anyway. We, <laughs> right. want, we want expert salespeople. And speaking of experts, finding <sighs> expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably use the full scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available testers, Developers, leaders are ready to join your team. Fullscale.io. Yeah, Fullscale. And we're about to have our 300th employee start. That is crazy. I Congratulations, know, man. That's so huge. It's crazy. But, I love it. You know, so some of that, you go back to like, okay, congrats, quota path, and thanks for doing that. Because I look at like the growth of my own company at Fullscale, and I think about like this rapidly growing sales force where I could have people, like at least a person and 10 or 20 different cities. Yeah. That's a big geographic footprint in the United States. And you talk about the visualization and tracking all that. Like it's. See, it's, I, I didn't even think about that, but you're yeah. right. Like you're, you're creating a centralized hub, which allows you to kind of bring together those, those disparate far off teams. No, I, I love that. So it's easy to sit down as a sales organization and, and just set out goals. Yeah. But are they realistic? Right. Because goals that aren't attainable are pointless. Yeah. No one even takes them seriously. You kind of laugh at them and you, it's just not great. Yeah, absolutely. You know what is great? The next company on our list, <laughs> Tree Swift. I love this name. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. This is your company, so I don't know what they do, but I love the name Tree I know Tree what Swift. they do. I know you know what they Forestry do. Forestry mapping. It collects volume forestry and denser, density data for forest areas. It deploys drones with sensors to capture and then analyze tree data while moving in and around tree lines and navigating rugged environments. Um, so, yeah, we always think about That's awesome. the United States and we think about these big cities and everything. And yeah. Like, there's just so much remote everything. Oh yeah. I mean, it is a challenge the to United get States to is so much super, of it. super spread out. It's just hard to get to a lot of it, yeah. but this is from an environmental standpoint. And then a lot of people don't know this, but the U S forestry service is, is a vendor of trees get cut down. Okay. And I then don't think, I didn't sold the logging. Yeah. That's where your wood comes from. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, it could come from private property ownership, but the majority of the trees and it's not unhealthy to cut down the trees. You want to just, they, they replace them. 
So they yeah. go back in and replan them and stuff like that. But keeping up with where that is and, and all that information is good. It's the same thing with like climate change. And this is almost similar to something that might monitor, in my opinion, that might monitor like receding snow or like ice. Yeah. Where's the ice going? Well, in this, uh, this, this world of yeah. very fast uh, climate change and, and all of that, like that kind of monitoring that that's going to be hugely important going further. Like we can't address issues and we can't solve problems yeah, unless you, we know what they are. Well, yeah. you can see like, we have some notes here that talk, they use it in carbon capture estimation. That's trees are good for that. Also timber value. Yeah. So that's interesting. Cause you know, during the COVID when everyone, the price of lumber went up like a lot, a ton, a yeah. lot, and it's back down to earth now, but you know, that being able to track that and keep up with that. Yeah. It's, and hmm. once again, it's hard to get to it. Yeah. I'm like on a personal level, like totally fascinated with like gold mining shows. I actually watch one about no, you don't about, about forestry. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. I'm like you are such a nerd. I am. I'm. I, I just, don't know if I tell you that often enough. I know, but I'm just fascinated with like like with the gold mining shows, like what they go through to get like a little jar of gold. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. But the wood <laughs> thing's the same thing, and it's it, it's. The thing that's pretty interesting is most of those operations are very, uh, can and will be and should be held to high standards. So yeah, a lot of them, it's the same thing with like uh, true outdoorsmen don't want it. They're like, have conscience when they hunt. They're not just out there like well, sure. blasting everything running by. So yeah. All right. Now this next one might be. All right, I'm gonna. You just take a shot at it. We'll we'll see here. So I next up on the list we have pretty straightforward. Fuse me, fuse me. That's it. I mean, it could be they could like go French with it. It could be like fuse me, but I doubt they did. So we're gonna go with fuse me. It uh, looks like we we're gonna have another Andrew Morgan's episode. He's at why is he? He's he, getting all the stuff, man. I mean, some of that could, might be that I booked for three months. Eh, fair, yeah. But, I, but or Andrew's an expert at this. One, he huh? is. He is our guru. He is our expert. So I guess you know you got to give it to him. Uh, but fuse me, CEO and co-founder David Graham, co-founders John Kraus and Chris Seisekos. Sure. All right. There you go. I gave it a try. Uh, but I actually kind of loved this one. So Fuse Me is a social media app, and it's it's for incoming and current college students to meet new friends, find roommates, discover events on campus. Now, I remember when I went off to college, um, I, so I was in St. Louis, and I went to a college that wasn't extremely well-known. Like, it wasn't like Mizzou or, you know, KU, some of like the more well-known ones. And I remember I put together a uh like a little lunch for all of the folks from the St. Louis area who were going to be going to my university and it was a huge pain like cuz I wanted to meet people before I went before I went to college I wanted to feel more comfortable in the space um but having a an app for these to create these kinds of opportunities and touch points like that that could be hugely beneficial for someone's college experience like one of the reasons that kids drop out or leave schools is because they feel disconnected and they feel alone. And for the first time, you know, a lot of them for the first time in their lives, you know, they have to create their own opportunities to, to make friends and to get integrated into the fabric of college life. And so I think that this is really cool. And clearly, uh, you know, others do as well. Investors do as well. They've raised $800,000. Um, you know, I just, I, I, did you have a good college experience? I dropped out of five colleges. Okay. 
That's, that's so maybe. I mean, New we'd news. have to go down the list. Sure. All we right. I, I didn't know that. I don't the, think I, I knew mean, that. It's literally on like the second page of Million Dollar Bedroom, which yeah. shows me you've never read the book now. I have flipped through the book. See, exactly. <laughs> so no. So, well, I'm pretty self-sufficient in that regard. Yeah. And like, I'm not, I'm not shy or introverted in that regard. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a social butterfly That's true. either, which some people <laughs> think I would be, but I'm not. I've never seen you get intimidated by a social situation. Though. Right. So, but that's all, I mean, that's also a little easier to do as an adult. Yeah. You know, like love me or hate me. And if you don't like me, then let's not hang out. Yeah. But that takes yeah. a level of self-assurance that I don't think most college kids right. have. I agree. And I think <laughs> the thing with the college thing that's tough for a lot of people is you get this like traditional, like you go to a dorm or you might be in a frat or something like that. And like, yeah. that's like the, like the whole Greek structure is intended to like kind of take care of this. Right. And so you kind of get some built-in people in that regard, but that's a very small percentage of college population. So now you're stuck with the people that are in your immediacy in like a dorm. Right. Or maybe not. And well, I, and that was how I made friends, but like yeah. when I was in college, but think about how fun it would be to be able to reach to outside go a of your, further than that. yeah. And like and find, find people, people that it, actually it, really align with your interests. Or, and, yeah. Or interested in some of this. And that's the thing. And I, I think that, that, that something like this is good for that regard yeah. in that regard. And, um, also you mentioned just kind of like the human psychology part of it. You know, you have young people who are now you go from like being at home right. to now you're like, you're free. Yeah. What and are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Well, hopefully you're going to use Fuse yeah. Me and you're going to create yeah. like a really seamless social experience and, and take it from there, you know, it's setting possible. yourself up for success. And I agree. That's always a good thing. All right. I almost said the last company on the list and I'm I, like, I did. We're almost, we're almost we, I know I made that error. Was that, Saint, was that St. Louis or was that a different, where was that? Uh, I think it was St. Louis. I did yeah. it like halfway down the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You were like last one. But I didn't do really? it, but then I did it kind of anyway. <laughs> All right. Next on the list is Cesium, C-E-S-I-U-M. Co-founder and CEO, Patrick Cozy and Jonathan Anatoly Ost is the COO. All right, so CCM is an end-to-end -end platform for tiling, visualizing, and analyzing 3D geospatial data. Whew. What does That's that mean? Awesome. Do you know what that means? 3D it, geospatial data. So I'm assuming that it's like Google Earth, but more robust. Well, if we go, if we go back to TreeSwift, yeah. And the data that they collect with drones, I believe that that's geospatial data. Yeah. So, so you're talking about like topography, you're yeah. talking about things like how, how many cubic, how many cubic, whatever's is this yeah. hill or mountain? Right. Cause how big how is How big it? is that tree? I don't know. Or, or <laughs> all of it. That's a lot. To I went back to tree with. because of tree swift. It was tree swift's fault. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but it's fast and simple end to end platforming. Um, for seeing, you know, you're talking about data and being able to visualize and analyze data is the key and be able to do yeah. something actionable with it. So um, you know, I would imagine that this is super useful for, uh, in construction related projects, um, just really anything where you have to understand like the space right. that you're going into. And well, you know, and they, they talk about games, which I think is super fun. Um, did you see, did you see that? This means maybe, that, yeah, games that use it will be able to discover, to discover in real time, the location of a player in a given 3d space. There you go. That's crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I love some, it. some of that could also be like you talk about, all right, so where are you inside a 50 story building? Yeah. Because a two dimensional map might just show you as a dot. Yeah. But where are you in there? Right, but that doesn't give a whole lot of information. Like, okay, could. I dig it. It could, if you, it could if you were using it in terms of like a workforce or at a construction company. Yeah. Or something. Like, you know, I'm being serious. Like, no, where, no, where, I'm, I'm, where is Matt, the building, the, the project manager, Yeah. when you're trying to locate him on a job site or somewhere else? And there's, or what about, what about there's like emergency situations or something thing. like that? Yeah. 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 Oh, so, crazy. So 2D and 3D, I think that's like a big difference because you're a dot on a 2D map as yeah. opposed to like if you take it dimensionally. And computers have a very difficult time doing that. Mm-hmm. Computers are inherently a 2D vision. So right. like things like OpenCV, which is computer vision, give computers a, a neural network in which they can gauge depth and space and changes in shading and coloring. And so it's super complex. Yeah. It is not for beginners when it well, comes to and, that. Well, and so we have, we have cesium and they, they're yeah. attacking it, which yeah. by the way, that sounds like, like a periodic table element. To it does. Me. It might be. Is it? I don't know. I think. I'm not sure how far I get down. There's what, 115 or 20 or there something a bunch. Like I used that. to, I used to have a periodic table that I made out of post-its on my dining room wall. Uh, not many anymore. There's a song by a guy named Tom something, and he used to do like in, instructional songs, uh, and, and it lists all of the elements at that time. And you called me a nerd earlier. You you used to jam out to a song about the periodic I table. I did. It was a great song. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. We got okay. one more. We got, we got one, one more. more. We got it. Well, we got Sushi. I'm which, expecting you to sing that song. It's, uh, that I, I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to do it. I can, I can do some of the, what is it? Schoolhouse rock. Back to Sashi. Sashi. Let's talk about Sashi. Oh my gosh. CEO and co-founder Kofi Frimpong, co-founder William Lee. Um, I really, I really liked this one. So Sashi is a marketplace of virtual guides for companies and organizations that allows booking Virtual team building activities. Um, so they're they're keeping team members, your your teams, connected in really fun and interactive ways. And I think it's really interesting because you know, pandemic, uh, we we have started to see this shift to flex work, remote work. Um, you know, people being able to hire outside of their geographic area. And so I think that finding ways to keep those team measures engaged, team members engaged. Um, that's going to be really crucial going forward. Cause the fact is like, you don't have to love everyone that you work with, but it sure is easier. You spend a lot of time with the people that you work with, right. And having a good positive working environment, that's really important. Um, I don't know. I think it's really important. What do I you spend think? A lot of, I, see... I spend a lot of money on this at full scale. Yeah. Like I have a full-time employee that is in charge of employee engagement. Yeah. That does nothing but or plan, organize, and execute team building activities. So, you know, we've got like 50 different clients we work with, and that means we want their teams right. to get together and do team building things because it's remote. Yeah. And so how do you bridge that gap? And, you know, we want our employees to take ownership in the client projects that they work in, and that involves working with others. And then sometimes you also look at like, well, some of the teams might only have like two people on them. Right. So then, but it's hard to plan in a team building event for two people. So we might bundle a few of those. And then we're all, then our employees are all over the Philippines too. Right. 
I've, so, I've so noticed how do we, how that do we you spread and full scale do full scale does like a really really <laughs> superior job of making sure that your employees are, are cared for. And you, well, you don't even see most of it on the team building side because yeah. it's honestly probably should be publicized a little more, just so our employees see. But our employees love it. Yeah, we actually have a company holiday that we call Outreach Day. That well, that's where I got my eagle. Yeah, but no, we give everyone a paid day off to that. to go out and and, and participate in pre-planned uh, and and well thought out um, community like service opportunities. Well, we planted mm-hmm. five thousand trees this year. Yeah, we cleaned that's up a, a lot of trees. Cleaned man. up like a half a mile of beach. Oh, that's awesome! Like all kinds of stuff, everything from animal shelters to orphanages, old folks' homes. Um, we bought and installed solar panels and put them into schools that were off the grid, have trouble getting power. Yeah, but they, see, those are still team building things. And then that particular now outside of that. You might just send like a bunch of people on rafting or hiking. Oh, that'd be fun. Or, you know, or something. And, and that just gets people together. And it, like yeah. you said, it feels better to spend a little time. You all, I think that doing stuff like that also creates a level of empathy amongst team members and the yeah. company that's Absolutely. a lot more palatable. By the way, the reason we do that is because we don't have an actual office that everyone goes to everywhere. Yeah. And some of it's sent back to like, uh, like fuse me and a lot of that where people, it's easy to get lonely. Right. I mean, it is. Well, when you, and when you feel siloed, you, you, you disengage. Yeah. And I mean, the fact is companies that invest in professional development and team building, they're actually more profitable. Yep. And so finding ways to, to engage your virtual teams, like when, it, when I worked in uh, at that software development firm, we had remote teams. And with the feedback that I would get from them, one of my jobs was to touch base with these folks and be like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And the feedback that I consistently got was, you know, hey, we're doing great, but we feel disconnected from the rest of the team. And so it became my job to figure out how to fold them back in and make sure that they were they were staying engaged and that they felt fulfilled in, in the work that they were doing outside of, you know, the actual tasks of their job. And I loved that part of my job because it was very, it was very creative and I had to think through things. But if I had something like Seshi to, to help me uh, track, bring those people together, offer suggestions, I mean, that would have been, that would have been amazing. So the, so the CEO says to the COO, he says, or they say, whoever it is, to genderify that, but it says, we need to spend more money on professional training and development. And the COO says, but what if we train all these people and then they leave? And the CEO says, yeah, but what if we don't train them and they, and they stay? stay? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, that, I actually that. say that yeah. all the time. And uh, it's true. Speaking of finding great people for your company, if you need to hire software engineers, testers, yeah. leaders, full scale can help. They have the people we have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you go to fullscale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders at Fullscale. We specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more at fullscale.io. All right, so here we are. We went through 12 companies. Like, who stands we out? did it. Who's, your, who's on your list? Uh, so, Tree Swift. Is definitely okay. on my list. Like, I, I like think Tree that Swift because cool... I'm just down for anyone that's going to save the trees. I mean, you know, we, we can all or be our own little Lorax. We speak for the trees. But no, I like I like Tree Swift. And I think that that is some really interesting technology that they're developing. So 
that's going to be my my pick. How about you? I like Quota Path because I'm a sales guy at yeah. heart, and I that think does not that, surprise me at all. I think that that's a good thing. Well, it's there's just a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of you know you get all these like CRM tools and stuff, yeah. and they're like they're gonna like automate like an email or like help you move a card forward or something, but help me organize the sales process and map that out and make it visual. And I think that I've just experienced the, the value of that. And, um, you know, as a, as a second one, I'm looking forward here on the list. It was your company that made the building blocks. Is that main factor? Yeah. Main factor, the one that I uh, apparently can't pronounce, even though it's fairly straight. Well, I like, the, but I like the, I like things that, you know, like, no, it wasn't main factor. Main factor was the one buying. Oh, that's the, the that's the direct to consumer businesses. Yeah, that's I like right. that too. To be honest, I no, really I do. Like, I like that too because I think it's hard to find like the where do you sell your your like little one off product and being able right. to get into that hub and spoke model, and I mean just. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, by the way, it was next MB. That's who I was. Next MB. Oh, did yeah, we? But okay. they're all on the list now. Cause I like, cause as being someone in the software business, it's nice to have anybody that makes the parts that you get to then assemble. Yeah. It, Cause building shit from scratch is hard, man. It's a lot, it's a lot more expensive and time consuming. I try to talk to people about that when they reach out and they, you know, they go to fullscale.io, they fill out a form, they've got nothing going at the, at the, at the, at like at that point. And when I get on a call, whether it's myself or someone else at the company, we try to explain you're better off, especially in the beginning to not build everything from scratch. There's right. a lot of like kit type stuff. You've cautioned me about that. Before. You buy the framework and yep. you customize it and it's still yours. It's still proprietary on that level, but if you can get away from the framing and the plumbing part of building the house, it just goes a lot faster and it feels like it's moving a lot faster, which does a lot for the sanity of the startup founder. Which we, we are all about around startup hustle. We're trying to save your sanity y'all. We are. I'm going to go get a Kansas city version of a Philly cheesesteak now. I kind of want one too. See you next time. Yeah. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.